Welcome to Whiskey and Whiskers After Hours. Fuck you. I'm your host, Gator. I'm your host, Chris. And Blake. And it's on! Uh, yeah, no, I want to go right into fucking fuck Conor McGregor. Let's do it. Yeah, that dude's a heel. You know, in the last few weeks, God bless the UFC for this, I've seen a lot of good fight cards. Like, in the last three weeks alone, we saw a fight night. Then we had fucking the McGregor-Poirier fights. Then we had another fucking badass fight night after that. Like, all of the fights were better than Conor McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> this This is where I'm at. He flopped this fight. I mean, that's clear. Dude, and, and he flopped his last three fights. Fuck him. He, well, this was a really bad flop. Dude, Khabib fucking... Khabib pushed his shit in and he ain't never recovered. He's like he's like MGK. He's going to start singing pop music soon. You know what I mean? I don't feel like Floyd May- Mayweather pushed his shit in. Remember when... That was his first big loss. Remember when fucking MGK went and talked shit to Eminem and they got into the whole rap battle thing and they were like, oh, shit, MGK. And then, oh, shit, Eminem. And then Eminem just eventually ended that shit and then MGK started fucking Megan Fox and singing pop music. Yeah. And then MGM came in and bought all of them out, and they're now MGM out. owned them from the beginning. That's yeah. how it goes. Well, then what is it? CBN or TBC or CBD? What, which one is it? You, no, it's STD. Okay. Wait, do you guys realize that we would not have the uh, the Paul brother phenomenon if it hadn't been for McGregor fighting Mayweather? Yeah, like he started that fucking. Stupid ass celebrity super fight bullshit. Dude, more reason. And, He's the cocksucker and, of the year, bro. Like, not even the week. Fucking fuck this guy. And oh, he did wonders for the sport limbs. of boxing, I guess, because at least people are interested in boxing. But they're not interested in good boxers. They're interested in fucking Characters, celebrity man. shit show. Characters. And that's what sells, dude. And he, now boxing is fucking, it's like wrestling. People How else are, are you going to relate to the common person? Because the common person doesn't look at a great boxer and they're like wow look at that guy's technique he's he's fantastic he's phenomenal they're like oh that guy's outrageous and he talks like an asshole Dude. and he can make people fall on the ground when he hits them if you like, if you want to look at it holistically from like a, a really high level though like it's it's all the same bullshit like people people are into whatever people are into at the time and it's totally driven by media and money and all the bullshit you know and somebody told us that we should be into conor mcgregor fuck him and I he, think it's very. I think it's innate in he people, owned man. It and became a heel, and it's and it's, people are into the heel, and I'm against it, dude. I'm against it. I I love seeing. I honestly, when Poirier won, I love seeing the way that he fucking his exit strategy. There, he was fucking. He was humble, but stood his ground like that. That's fucking. That fucking uh, uh, Wayne, John Wayne. That's the fucking John Wayne. You know what I mean? Like. Well, it's just the right fucking thing to do, cowboy. Fucking that little Irishman is talking shit, and I knocked him right off his leg, you know? The the quote is like, talk low, talk slow, and don't talk too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, you know? And that's, you know, and we need <laughs> we need more of that in today's world. There's too many heels. He's not the only heel at this point. He's one, he's one in a melon, you know? He's just getting really good at being a heel now. Uh, no, nah, he was he was really good at being a heel. The where heels succeed is finding the balance between being a heel and being successful. Like people watch him because they're like, "Man, fuck that guy! I hope he loses." And then he just wins like a bunch of fucking times, you know? Yeah, that's, and, and that's what draws Conor it. McGregor's career. Yeah, yeah. Well, in every in every heel in history, Chael right? Sonnen too. He did the same thing. Dude, well, and then you can count them. They're, Mike Tyson they're, did it. They're all there, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
and that's and that's and that's the draw. Yeah, but Mike Tyson's the best it ever was, and that's why yeah. and that's why it sells is because it's somebody that people hate and they want to see them lose. So they watch the fucking fights in hopes that they lose, and then they just keep winning, and people fucking people sell out, man. They get to the point they're like, I don't know, man, I just can't bet against McGregor, and you're like, really? He's on a fucking two fight losing streak. And you know Poirier's going to whoop his ass. Like, but yeah, sure, I'll take your money if you want to bet on fucking McGregor. Sure. You know? It is a good way to, to all the all the average Joes that are just like, oh, yeah, McGregor, I know that name. I'm going to bet on him. And you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, take it. Yeah, I'll take your money. Fuck you. Who's Dude. this Poirier? Who's this Poirier guy? No, nah, just because he's a heel. Oh, he's nobody, bro. Like, yeah. Just because he's a heel and went on a little bit of a tear doesn't mean that that's going to last forever. I mean, I watched some great fucking fighters that weren't heels. Like, fucking, uh, uh, who was the dude? The, the dirty boxing dude, Randy Couture. You know, he wasn't a heel. He was just a dude that, like, no, nah, he's a legend of the sport. Here, I'm going to take a shot. Right. But even him, like, your time runs out. You know what I'm saying? Like you can be the heel all you want, but your time runs out. Yeah, and, but that happens. And what to... do you want your legacy to be? Do you want to have a Randy Couture legacy, or do you want to have a fucking Conor McGregor legacy? Dude, fuck the Conor McGregor legacy. I'd much rather be a fucking retired Randy Couture. Absolutely. Uh even the greats though, like they lose it too. I mean, you watch, you watch. Mike Tyson lost. Yeah, uh, Buster Douglas. Knock him out. Everybody loses. But Don, I mean, Chuck Liddell. I think about Chuck Liddell. Uh, he was a hero, right? Because he, he beat up Tito Ortiz, who was a heel. Heel, right? Um, Randy Couture was a hero. He ended up like getting his fucking Cowboy Cerrone or uh, uh, Forrest Griffin. Like, there's a lot of there's those a lot were of, just good old boys that came in and whooped some ass, man. And it, and it's fun to watch those guys. Yeah, but same shit. They fail. They, they eventually only, lose too. That's, the only that's people what I was that don't. At. That don't fail. You have motherfuckers like uh, GSP, Khabib, GSP, and Khabib, and and I, I almost wanted to say Anderson Silva, but no, he even you could go there too though. Anderson Silva, I he mean, turned into a fucking spectacle too though by well, the end. Yeah, and I love the way uh, Khabib did it. Like he just, I'm gonna go 29 no and fucking I'm done. I'm it. That's it. I'm not like he knew that eventually everything was going to turn on him and he was going to start losing fights both at the same time. That's what happens, right? You don't just start losing fights because that happens as you get older and you know, right. You also like the crowd turns on you. The fans turn on you. Right. And he had, well, a, he had a crazy moment to be fair, right? Khabib is like the only guy who's jumped out of the cage and attacked people in the crowd. You know what I mean? That, yeah, but that made, that's that, like all the the heel moves combined into one. But that cemented you know? his fucking legacy, you know? Yeah, like well, Khabib, Khabib was like, Khabib I'm gonna beat also you up. walked off at the top of his game. He didn't wait until he got beat. He had a I won the lotto moment and just went nuts. Dude, he was like, I'm gonna moment. beat you up and then I'm gonna beat all your boys up. Yep, <laughs> and jump into the fucking crowd. Yeah, and like then an I'm eagle. gonna walk off into the sunset, dude. And that's that's what he did. And that's why his legacy will ever be fermented as it is because it, it, he did. He walked. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't go there. Like how many fighters have we watched that were? Well, Donald Cerrone is a great one. Like, dude, maybe maybe should have retired like at the top where you were. You know, like maybe shouldn't have lost those last four fights. We're watching it with McGregor right now. Like maybe you shouldn't have fucking lost those last four fights. Like, dude, you gotta you gotta listen to you gotta listen to your gut. You gotta listen to the truth. And Khabib might be walking off too because he might know he might know that there's some other dude that's coming up under him that might fucking give him hell. That fucking Makachev guy. Well, that's well, that's, that's his, his protege. <laughs> yeah, that's his protege. Yeah. 
Dude, and Mark Shaw, I, I could see him doing the same thing. I think he's about to run the gamut. I got a feeling that dude could beat just about anybody in the division. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. I'm excited to see uh, who's swing and bang. Oh, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. I'm in, excited to see him headline, yeah, too. Yeah, a fucking hometown banger, bro. In the in Houston, Texas, fucking, you, they're going to get to see Derek Lewis. That's going to be a spectacle, bro. You're going to have all the Swisher House rappers there. Paul Wall's <laughs> going to be flexing. You know? It'll be good shit. It'll be good shit. I bet Snoop Dogg makes an appearance just because he's fucking completing side quests right now. You know? Derek Lewis is a fucking Texas hero, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, y'all, so I want to take this UFC topic and kind of t- kind of twist it a little bit. We're going to get a little bit deep. Oh, so uh, let's talk about some Cuban fighters. The Cuban B. Cuban B. <laughs> right? Right? We got Masvidal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bro, y'all know that, y'all realize that Masvidal was a, was a fucking uh, Kimbo Slice protege? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember watching him back then. Dude, that just, that shit's cool. Mm-hmm. I went back and, so I dove into the rabbit hole of, Going back and watching old fucking Masvidal Miami Street Masvidal fighting videos. Masvidal 19, he's got his hair pulled back and he's fighting oh, in a backyard. Oh, bare yeah, knuckle. dude. Bare knuckles fighting. Which, uh, okay, I, I'm not trying to like flex here, but I've been watching UFC since like before Ultimate Fighter 1, right? Like yeah. when when Chuck Liddell was in his heyday, uh, right before he knocked out Tito Ortiz, that's kind of when I started. Yeah. Um, obviously, like I knew that the UFCs before that exit Tank Abbott and all that shit. And Don Fry, like that shit was fun to watch, but I didn't really get in until like Chuck Liddell was knocking out Tito Ortiz. Yeah, I got in at the end of that and the beginning of like BJ Penn and fucking yeah, and then got to watch all of GSP and all of that shit. Uh, Matt Hughes, Matt Hughes, Um, the deaf grappler, bro. But but if if you go back to the roots of UFC, it it ends up being this hardcore fucking bare knuckle, like gnarly shit that they used to fight in the ring, like a, a Grand Prix style. Like I'm going to fight this guy. And then it's, it's a bracket. You're going to fight six times tonight. And the motherfucker that wins yeah. wins. You're watching tournament baseball versus like league baseball. Like so, in tournament baseball, you play until you lose. So like on tournament day, you, you start at nine in the morning and play your first game. And if you win, you continue on. And then if you win the whole deal, you've played six games that day. Yeah, it becomes it's, an endurance game. It's like fucking 12 hours straight of baseball. Like, it's like a triathlon. But where I'm exactly. going is, is Masvidal is one of the few people that's still around, still fighting in, in today's like UFC that has roots in that old school like backyard fighting mentality. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, the, the way UFC started when you had fucking no uh, name people yeah yeah that yarbrough guy and fucking uh, keith hackney you know yeah, or yeah. or tank abbott Even or tank like abbott, yeah like bare knuckle fucking rob like just fighting well he wasn't yeah. way back then but he was at least like on the cusp but of he was like fighting in backyards he, he was, was like on the cusp of keith jardine he was but fighting in backyards he came up masvidal with has, yeah masvidal has the same pedigree that those guys have which is i like to fight and i fight like Regardless of whether we're on a grand stage or we're in a backyard, with dude, a Masvidal fence. was such yeah. a good brawler that Kimbo Slice was like, "Hey, you should like fight with me," you know. And that I, I got mad respect for that. Kimbo Slice was a fucking rock star. He was the Derek Lewis of his time, you know. It was fun to watch. So it was fun to watch, and he was a good dude. Like, oh, but Cuban Kimbo B. Slice was a good, dude. yeah, Cuban B. So Jorge, what about Yoel Romero? Cuban. Uh, 
Dude, he's he's hyped up, bro. Dude, I just because he looks scary and he's on steroids, like I thought he was. Dude, I, honestly, like I, I thought I I thought that he might be the one to take out uh, uh, Stylebender, fucking Izzy. Yeah, and, yeah. And Izzy, 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 kinda, yeah, Izzy kind of pieced him up, dude. <laughs> it just goes to show, like muscles, like you know. I remember uh, what's his name, Freddie Roach, said something about uh, Anthony Joshua. Um, before he was gonna fight, what's his name? The Mexican guy. Oh, you know who I'm talking about? The big uh, upset fight. Uh, I, I'm sure Anthony I watched something. It with you. Anthony Rod- Anthony Pettis. No, Rodriguez. Maybe I can't remember his last name. Anyways, uh, Anthony Joshua's is like ripped. Like looks like the Terminator type dude. You know what I mean? And he was like, that doesn't mean anything. You know, like because nah. you have big biceps doesn't I mean you can punch somebody hard yeah that yoel romero was i mean that was the that was the quintessential what you're talking about like, yeah you, you had the tall skinny dude that was like dude i'm not built like you but i'll still piece you up and, mm-hmm. he, and he did he fucking stayed true to his word for sure Just, i'll put these bones on your face and then dude, he did it again it with uh costa who was another yeah. big scary motherfucker. Yep, yep. he did it with costa too uh, it goes to show you like if two people are equally trained obviously the guy that's like bigger and scarier is probably going to win but if if one guy is trained and another guy is big, like it's not even. A Dude, I'm gonna yeah. take it. I'm gonna take it a step further than that. I, I, it, I've been I've been training a little bit and hitting bags and hitting pads and fucking fucking around with people like lately. And man, my the the way that I show up can vary from day to day, you know. And sometimes you get in and everything's clicking, everything's firing on all cylinders, and like it just all clicks. And that's your day, you know, like I have, I have days where I go into the gym and I walk out of there and I'm like, dude, I crushed it, you know? Yeah. And then I have days where I walk out and I'm like, shame. The difference is you've got motherfuckers that their shitty day is like an average person's best day. Well, right. You're competing, or even a you're good competing at a high level. Or they have but awesome let's just, days let's, every day. Let's just say you that know? you're equally matched there. And you know what I'm saying? I, dude, I'm a big fan. Like the best fighters in the world can get knocked out on any given Sunday. Like that's yeah. the way that it rolls. It just is. You know, any there can always be an upset game. And as a fan, that's what we that's what we're watching. That's why everybody watches Conor McGregor fight. Well, that's what makes us. They a sport. don't like him. They're like waiting for him to get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's that's what makes a sport. There's the uncertainty in it. You know who's gonna win, dude? And like, man, as a as a, as a fighter, that's that's got to be crazy to know like. Dude, I'm in the best shape of my life. I trained my ass off for this. And I walked in and it just wasn't my fucking day. Yeah. Like it wasn't my day. I got rocked by something. He I was sh- the better man, it, literally. Like that, yeah. that fucking <laughs> always, day. Yeah. Always, when we're talking about like anybody can win any given Sunday, right? But but UFC style. Yeah. Uh, fucking Matt Sarah knocked out George St. Pierre. Yeah, dude. Like, boop. Who the fuck is Matt Sarah? And he knocked out Chris Whiteman and Anderson Arguably Silva, one of the best. Bro. Chris Whiteman and Anderson Silva was, was, was one of those. Fucking a lot of people are going to look back and say that Poirier knocking out McGregor this time was one of those, too. Well, not knocking him out, but he's still winning the fucking fight. You know, like, he was win- Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Poirier beat McGregor handily the first, first like, or the, or the second, second time. time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Cuba. Mm-hmm. Cuban hey, B. <laughs> hey, hey, we're getting it back. Yeah, they got great food there, right? Really good cigars. Yeah. So, what's the city y'all know in Cuba? Can you name it? Havana. Them? Mm. Yeah, I heard there's something like a Havana syndrome. Yeah, let's talk about that. I want to catch that because I want to hear what y'all have heard about it. I didn't hear anything about it. I read the fucking headline and it was like Havana syndrome, and I was like, "That sounds great. I'll go to Cuba." 
Dude, okay, so earlier earlier we were talking to a buddy of mine that I went down to the Keys with. Yeah. And uh and we went we were in Key we were at the southernmost point, you know? And uh we were gonna go scuba diving. So halfway between Key West and Cuba, which is a thirteen mile gap, by the way, you can rent a jet ski and go Whoa. to Cuba from Key West, uh, is the largest living reef in North America. Right. Oh wow. Okay. And so we rented a boat and a bunch of scuba gear, and we fucking drove seven miles off the coast in a little bitty boat, which is a great fucking story that I've told before here, and it was an awesome time. But if we would have went another seven miles, we would have been in Cuba. Like we could have just drove to fucking Cuba. Um, we should we should do this. <laughs> this is what I'm getting at. Like, Bring enough gas in your boat, man. No, dude. Like we can go to Key West and rent jet skis and fucking drive to Cuba, bro. Just gotta have enough gas. That's all I'm saying. No, you, you gas. I want to get back. It's thirteen. You know it's thirteen miles. You can get there and back in one tank of gas. You can go to Cuba from Key West. So what I know about Havana syndrome is, without reading the article, I pulled the article back up, but I haven't read it yet. Uh, it's something about like, I think in in an embassy in Havana, people are getting sick, like gnarly sick, like and they're accusing and they're accusing people of like. I guess uh, governments are accusing people of of weaponizing weaponizing this illness, right? Okay. So here I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. That's right. how I kind of heard it too. That's what I thought it was. Like Charlie Sheen. Havana syndrome is a set of medical signs and symptoms reported by United States and Canadian embassy staff in Cuba dating back to late 2016, as well as subsequently in some other countries, including the United States. In 2017, Donald Trump accused Cuba of perpetuating unspecified attacks against. Uh, Causing these symptoms, the U.S. reduced staff at their embassy to a minimum in response. Subsequent studies of the affected diplomats in Cuba published a journal, uh, found evidence that diplomats experienced some form of brain injury, but did not determine the cause of the injuries. So it was circa 2016, though, that Cuba opened for tourism. They considered microwave weapons to be a main suspect for the phenomenon. Um appears uh what is it hold on dang that's crazy because microwaves they resonate water that's how like a microwave oven works the frequency resonates with the water so it vibrates and creates heat right that's essentially how which is why it goes fucking ape shit when you put like tin foil in there because there's no water to be had so yeah and that's why i guess if they're using microwave weapons on your head it could be like cooking parts of your brain you know depending on the density of the matter that those uh the frequency is like uh coming in contact with i gotta go full fucking you can conspiracy tune that theory. stuff you know i gotta go full conspiracy theory here they started seeing symptoms of this happening in 2016 right dude i'm pretty sure that cuba opened to tourism in like 2015 2016 i think that this is some made-up shit to deter people from going to cuba because it's an awesome place well i don't think anybody wants to go there right now mm. Yeah, what's the deal? What's no, but on? but pre-COVID, I don't know. But no, pre- like, I'm not just trying to spurn conversation. I really, but pre-COVID, at least, I think it was, dude. I I talked about it with some colleagues. I got a bunch of colleagues that travel a whole bunch and go to all different places in the world. And as soon as it opened up, we were like, dude, you need to go now because it's going to corporatize and become like fucking Miami Beach in like three to five years. What's the goal in going now though? Like Because you can still experience it as a third world country, as a small like atmosphere, not corporatized yet. Because if you go like much later from now, you're going to end up at like Margaritaville. But there's some aspect of like, you know, I don't want to get my head cut off. Right. Uh, I don't think it's been like that in years. I think people have been sneaking to Cuba as the day is long. Like I'm pretty sure 
I'm pretty sure like rich people have been just driving their speedboats to Cuba for the day, like for a long fucking time, dude. I think the animosity is more from the American side because we couldn't do anything about uh, what's his name. I don't know. Castro, I, I see where your Castro. head's at. I don't. I don't know if if because I Havana syndrome isn't like perpetuated across the internet. It didn't explode it everywhere. It made fucking Donald Trump shit on 2016. That's pretty national news right there, bud. Just saying. And I think it was a response to try and curb people wanting to mass exodus to Cuba. That's in my opinion. The timelines just match up. It's too much coincidence. Like if this was a thing, I would feel like it would date back since before like motherfuckers were going to Cuba. But you have to go further. Like what what are they trying to do? Or maybe it's just I guess I guess you could argue that maybe it just wasn't reported until motherfuckers started going to Cuba. Because you gotta remember, like pre twenty sixteen-ish. Like, you weren't allowed to go to Cuba. It was super fucking illegal. Here's the thing. We're not going to solve this. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? All we're going to do is talk about it. So there's no right answer, you know? Yeah, what but if, I'm voicing my opinion. God sure. Damn. No, sure. Yeah. What if... What if... <laughs> I'm just saying. Cuba is a is a hinge, a pivot point, and the United States Embassy there represents a threat to foreign uh, adversity, right? It, I mean, it could be Russia. It could be China or whoever the fuck. It could be someone else. Yeah, Cuba's like, blow up America, stay the fuck away from Cuba. And so they're just fucking up our embassy so that our embassy is like, man, it kind of sucks right here, doesn't it? Like, let's not be right here anymore. Yeah, and then there's, like, less presence there and more stuff can happen. Mm -hmm. I think that happens, and I think, uh, I've got some buddies that have even recently worked in Costa Rica. I think Costa Rica's been dealing with that shit, too. Like, they're caught somewhere between fucking, it's a badass place and lots of people want to go there for tourism and shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of civil unrest at the same time. And, like, Venezuela, I've heard, is kind of crazy. They're communist. Haitians. But they've been that way for, like, a long time, too, you know? Yeah. Like Cuba, you know, like, since, like, the 60s or something. Where would you guys want to go if if you had to go somewhere a little bit sketchy? Just a little bit sketchy. Oh, dude, there's lots of places I want to go. Dude, I, I, like I said, I've been watching Shark Week. I kind of want to go fucking cage dive in fucking Tahiti with the Great Whites. So, to like, he- how, what do you mean? Like, that's a- pretty sketchy. I don't know. Let's go there. No, nah, uh, like, like civil unrest sketchy? Yeah. Uh, well, like, uncomfortable. Uh, well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not fucking the Florida Keys, you know? Like, yeah. The, guy, the guy's got machine guns at the airport type sketchy? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so. I'm down. Dude, there's so many places. Like, I, I would go to all the places. Like, I mean, they got machine guns at the airports here, so that's not that crazy. <laughs> you know? I, did, I don't know. Like, it, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, but those are cool machine guns. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm comfortable with those machine yeah. guns. They're, they're tactical rifles, When right? people wear AK-47s, that's scary. Yeah. No, for real. <laughs> you can see all the bullets, right? That doesn't bother me. And if anything, it might just add to the allure. Because I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of into that kind of thing. Like, No, sure, but I guess let's, like... Let's go to some sketchy places, bro. Because like, at, at some level, if you go to a country, it's going to be like like uh camping at large scale you know what i mean if they're not that you know advanced they're just gonna have like maybe power some places but otherwise it's like sun's down dude you know it's i've been to mexican fucking shanty towns bro like i don't know i know what that is and it doesn't bother me yeah yeah but also there's those motherfuckers that are like biking across pakistan and someone cuts their heads off and you're like well (laughs) you were fucking riding your bike across pakistan yeah the fuck did you expect yeah yeah maybe i might ride a motorcycle across pakistan they can catch me I'm Dude, gonna, I think you I'm drive. Gonna, a, I think you drive a truck down to South America, and you'll you'll see. What's I'm not going to ride a bicycle across Leander. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, even like going to Mexico. I've never been to Mexico. I just don't know where to go and shit, you know. But even that seems like sketch, just from what I see, you know. 
I don't know how true it's sketchier too though if you think about going to the US, you know, you're like, oh shit. I've been to Mexico, but all the times I've been to Mexico was like the very early two thousands. We're talking like pre nine eleven and like fucking just a little bit post nine eleven. And I went to a bunch of sketchy Mexico towns in that in that time frame. Dude, I was a little shit. I got I was by myself as a little shit in Mexico. Like, oh, I'm gonna go buy a wallet and fucking, you know. Argue with some street vendors and shit, and I did some sketchy ass shit in Mexico. How maybe, little, a, maybe a knife. Uh, like, How little were you? Twelve. Uh, oh, okay. Eleven. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I went when I was like seventeen, eighteen, and did some pretty sketchy ass shit in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't old enough to like go to the whorehouses and shit. Like Dude, that's not. I, I, I mean, more like we jumped across the border to go shopping and like. It wasn't so scary that I couldn't be separated from my mom, you know? Yeah. At the time that I went, you didn't need a passport or nothing. Like, you didn't even need an identification. You could, if you were a white person, you could walk back and forth across the border and nobody gave a shit, dude. Yeah. Like, it it was, it was the Wild West down there, dude. Yeah, but honestly, it was, it was less scary because they just wanted your money. Like, the worst, the worst I thought was going to happen was they were going to steal my money because I was a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's about right. That's about right. Now, now you have different. You, you worry more about them taking, like you taking them hostage or whatever. Yeah, taking you're like, here's my money, and they're yeah. like, no, we're gonna take you. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're gonna steal you. Yeah, yeah. Are fun. you sure, man? I kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a good one. Like you want a you want a whiter person than me. Dude, for I'm sure. I'm like poor. I'm here because I'm poor. I yeah. can't afford to go to like nice Mexico. You're not yeah, gonna yeah. get your ransom. I like, promise you. Nobody's gonna pay. Yeah, this dude, shit. I can't afford the flights to Cabo, so I drove to Laredo. Leave me the fuck alone, dude. I mean, I've got some crypto and a Coinbase wallet. If you want that, what's your parents? Dude, you're losing number. money though. As soon as you take it, yeah, you're losing don't money, do right? it, dude. Just don't do it. But you can still have it, but don't do it. <laughs> it's not a good investment. Yeah, dude. you'll lose everything. Yeah. I feel like if you go, if, I feel like if you, if you come across the border, like in Texas, you know, like they should just leave, like they should just be after the money that you have on you. There's nothing like it. They should be kidnapping people out of Cabo and fucking Cozumel and shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like the people that can afford to fucking fly somewhere, you know, get those motherfuckers at the airport. Leave me alone. I drove across in my fucking Corolla virus. They're like, you need to call your mom's cell phone and tell her that, that we need $10,000. My mom doesn't have a cell phone? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. My it's mom, like 1995, bro. My, my mom <laughs> We're not rich enough to have a cell phone. My mom quit talking to me like four years ago, dude. Good luck. <laughs> she doesn't answer my calls for shit. <laughs> All right. So let's go into uh, pre-cell phones. And not only just pre-cell phones, but pre-internet. Oh, that was the golden age, bro. God. It was the golden age, man. When we were kids, I could get away with anything. There weren't fucking video cameras and shit. Dude, I truly remember a time before, like, Windows 95. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, dude. dial up. <laughs> like that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. AOL chat rooms, man. Before mm-hmm. fax machines and Motherfucking stuff. Napster. Fucking, you queue up. But like, see, I don't want to go, like, so You queue up, like, seven songs, but then, like, only one of them downloads overnight. Or you fucking queue them up and they, like... It's the wrong song. It's the wrong shit because yeah. it's labeled or wrong. Or it sounds like shit. Like someone recorded it off of a fucking speaker in their garage or just something. seven minutes of ass. <laughs> Dude, I just remember it was crazy. Like you could pick up the phone and like dial an operator and they'd answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't do that shit now. Like what the fuck is that? Yeah, uh, I'm looking for this name, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, here's a number. 
Dude, I feel like that's the other thing. Fucking phones, man. They weren't cell phones. That motherfucker was tied to the wall. They were heavy saw, and they smelled bad because people talking to them. We had pagers them. back in the day. Dude, I, I never had a pager. Dude, even but like, before pagers, bro. Just a fucking phone tied to the wall. That's all you had. Fucking, I, dude, I went to Radio Shack in the mall. Like, I got to the mall when I was a teenager and I got to Radio Shack. And, like, my number one go-to purchase, man. I need a 100-foot fucking telephone cord so I can run that motherfucker from the kitchen all the way through the living room, down the hallway, and into my bedroom and have a fucking phone in my room. Do you Dude, remember the- cordless phones were, like, fucking fancy, man. Dude, that was fire, bro. Dude. You hit the button and it beeps, and you're like, damn, there's the phone. Oh, my Dude, God. my parents would get so mad. I'd leave the phone, like, in the freezer or in the pantry <laughs> or some shit. They'd be like, where the fuck's phone? I'm like, I don't know. I remember when we got a cordless phone, I was like, oh my god, dude. dude. caller ID was a fucking game changer. Never had dude. that one, man. Dude, Never they had, had that they one. Had that the was caller a ID was thing. separate. It was like, a it little was a box. box. Yeah, it was yeah. a little fucking box that you plugged in between the wall and your phone. Bro, then you got the cordless phone with the caller ID in the phone, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, you are balling if you had that shit. Man, yeah, that was, no. Dude, was cable TV, dude, like... We had the TV that was made out of wood. John fucking TV that was made out of wood. <laughs> yeah, bro. I would, that motherfucker was a piece of furniture. It weighed like 4,000 pounds. <laughs> and it, it had a base on it. And you could pivot it on yeah. the fucking base, the wooden base. If you were oh lucky, God, mine yeah. fucking just sat into the floor like a fucking boulder. <laughs> it was like this is a boulder made out of wood. It made TV. Dude, we had to buy like this little fucking connector that would go from like fucking rca to coax or something to plug in the fucking nintendo you know what i'm talking about i was talking to one of the guys that weren't today and he was like yeah i got this uh no it was when sega came out and had the rca the nintendo went straight into the little cable connector so back in the day like i remember being a little shit and like my parents were like hey hook up hook up these electronics because we don't fucking know like it's it's like one coax cable it's like yeah it's a coax cable i'm a genius got this shit figured yeah, out i'm a genius you just, oh you had it on the output you need to put it on the input yeah exactly <laughs> what the fuck? brilliant i'm a fucking genius over here dude and i was talking to this kid this kid today the youngest guy in my shop and he 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 was like dude i have an atari but i can't hook it up to my tv no shit <laughs> and it's like well you got to get the fucking adapter that goes from like rca to coax yeah. Co- no it's the other way it's RCA, RCA, RCA. the rca and then you got to find a tv old enough that still has the rca, RCA. yeah dang man and i was like D- you know how many how many kids know this like you got the three colors you got red white and yellow dude when they came out Yellow's with the five the colors it blew my mind mm-hmm. oh yeah you got the green and then the they came out with the five colors i was like i can't tell the difference between the blue and the green you always yeah. fuck that you one still up. just use the yellow yeah, that was the white, that was yeah. the very early like the usb always goes in the wrong way like the blue and the green always went into the wrong slot the first time for sure yeah you had three audio and two video now holy shit this is getting complicated yeah dude our wooden tv when it had the clicker the buttons you'd actually click them like I, I don't mean like no I mean like you push the one down and it, stay, and it stays down you know <laughs> like it, it, you could only push one at a time because if you push another one that one would pop up and the other one would go down Damn. like you had it was like it actually clicked like tick, click it was a clicker and dude and we were balling when we had a click like yeah shortly after cable TV came out man. Cable t- Did y'all have friends like when you were real little that had the satellite dish in the backyard? 
Oh, yeah. And I don't mean like the little ones that we have on the houses now. I mean like Big. the full blown, like they're trying to talk to Mars satellite dishes in their yeah. backyard. My grandma had one. And the cable starts getting fucked up, but they go out and start cranking the wheel trying to turn it so that you get a better reception. Dude, that was the thing. They had this giant piece of hardware in their backyard. backyard. Like this giant, you need a fucking engineering degree to figure this <laughs> shit out. Right, dude. And it still sucked. Like it wasn't good. Dude, <laughs> your fucking picture's all fucked up. <laughs> You're trying to like yeah, if read a manual. If a kid looked into a backyard today and saw one of those fucking dishes in the backyard, they would be like, oh my god, that dude's an alien. He's he's talking to fucking other galaxies (laughs) over here, man. And we're like, nah, he's just trying to get fucking Fox. (laughs) I wonder if those satellites are still out there, man. He's watching football, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. That's crazy. They gotta be floating around out there still. I remember being a little shit and fucking the dude that had the fucking satellite dish in the backyard. Oh my god. Yeah, my my grandma had one, and she had a fucking, like, slab it sat on and shit. Yeah, fucking, dude, like, they gotta crazy. go back there and, like, crank the motherfucker. There's a whole brick thing shit. that went around it to, like, hide it and stuff. Yeah. You're like, it's the size of a fucking Volkswagen. Huge, what are you fucking... <laughs> Six foot diameter. Yeah. Pointed and at Mars. And this was before the internet. How the fuck do you know where that satellite's at? You can't look that shit up. Nah. You know? Like, you're like, uh... YouTube how to use it? You better figure that shit out. You Pour better be able to read the shit. manual. I remember thinking I was so fucking smart when I was, uh, like, just after high school, right? Being like, able to plug coaxes in? Like, 2007, like, just after high school, and you're like... Someone's like, dude, I don't know how to do this. And you're like, hold on, I can figure it out. And you look it up on YouTube, like when it was new, you know? When it was new. And and they're like, holy shit, how did you figure this out? And you're like, I don't know, I'm fucking smart. <laughs> and now, that's like, dumb, dude. dude, look it up on YouTube, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know how? There's <laughs> fucking videos about this, I promise. Yeah. Google it. Google it. Google it. Dude, I used to get, uh, oh, what? I, I had like a Game Shark. And you plug that shit into your PlayStation, oh, and then you type you in the cheat codes, and you have to type in these codes. And yeah. I, so I would get a Game Shark. I, I had, had to Game subscribe Shark, to Game Shark magazine, and they would send me a magazine, and it was just pages of like games listings, and then it would have a code. It would have a for it. like infinite health, and then it would have this like thousand character code Turok paintball that you mode. had to type in to you like you put the Game Shark in, and you log that, you turn that on first, and then you enter in the code, and then you put the disc in and close it and start it. And it would like hack the game. You're basically yeah. you're basically conquering space travel at this point, dude. I figured out how to yeah, fucking infinite health on 007 Goldeneye. So you check this out on N64. Hell yeah, pre, Hell yeah dude. Hey, Golden Gun. Pre that, pre that paintball mode. Check this out. Original Nintendo had something called a Game Genie. I I remember that that was a thing, a but I wouldn't remember it. Fucker. And you had the. You stuck it in your Nintendo, and then it came up out of the Nintendo, and it had a separate slot, and you slide the game into the separate slot, and it fucking rerouted your fucking game engine so that you had the cheat codes and shit. It's called a Game Genie, is what it was called. Same shit you're talking about, but like 10 years before you're talking about. It was, dude, it was wild. Uh, I remember getting the place, so PlayStation Magazine did like, uh, you subscribe to the ma- you subscribe to the magazine, right? Like even yeah. that is just a dead fucking concept. Yeah. You don't get magazines in the mail. Me and my grandma used to subscribe subscribe to GamePro, which my grandmother was Game addicted Pro, yeah. to um, uh, Game Boy. She liked to play the Tetris and the Doctor Mario on the Game Boy. You oh, know? I had Doctor Mario, yeah. And she was addicted, so we would get the GamePro magazine. Her and I, and she's probably the reason for my fucking. Uh, don't sleep thing, or opposite of narcolepsy, uh, insomnia. That, 
Because she would stay up all night long, like literally all night fucking playing Game Boy. And so I'd stay up all night with her playing Game Boy or Nintendo or something. But yeah, you would subscribe to game the Game Pro magazine and it would tell us like how to get through the levels that we would get stuck mm-hmm. on, you know? So it was wild. The, the PlayStation magazine, uh, it, it was it would do a new these are all the new games. They would give you a free demo disc. That's why this subscription was fire. Because you'd get the new demo disc and it would have like one level from every new game. And so you could play all the new shit for like a little bit. And then just enough to make you fucking beg your parents for that shit for Christmas for the next four months. And some of them were trash. Some they all had like seven or eight games or whatever. Yeah. And some of them were trash. I fucking lost them. But some of them, like Cool Borders, it's got Cool Borders three demo on it. Yeah. Dude, we played that shit. I kept that disc, like a demo disc. I kept it forever so that we could play Cool Borders three, like the first three levels, bro. Yeah. And you're like, no, we can't play any of the unlocked characters. Like you can't, you know, you, you've got these three characters. That's Cruising it. USA arcade mode. Uh, I, I also remember, uh, so where of the age, I, I feel like now as kids come up, you're not going to sweat them for playing video games. Like that's just what fucking kids do. Like they used to fucking play baseball or drive go-karts or whatever. Yeah. Like we did. Uh, so balance it though. So my parents were like, fuck you playing video games. You need to you know, like do this Go other outside. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can remember again, just after high school and we're talking like pre grand theft auto, like right before grand theft auto came out in the Sims. You remember the Sims? Yeah. 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 The Sims one came out and I had it on the computer and I was playing that. My mom was like, what the fuck are you playing? And I was like, check it out. And I got her to just sit down and try it. Right. Yeah. Sit down and try it. So she starts gaming and like, it gets late. It's the summer. So I was, I stayed up late, like 10 o'clock. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed, you know, cause mom's still jamming on the computer. Dude, I woke up in the morning and my mom was still, still playing jamming. the Sims. Yeah. That was my grandma. Dude. And she was like, dude, she played it all night. <laughs> and it's like, dude, this shit hits. It slaps, bro. Slaps. It, it resonates <laughs> with everybody. Like, dude, that was my grandma. She got her hands on a Game Boy and like stopped going to sleep at night. She would stay up all fucking night playing Game well. Boy, dude. Like, and as a little kid, it was wild because I would like try to stay up with her and I'd be nodding off, you know? And, like, I'd wake <laughs> up and she's still like fucking Dr. Mario, bro. And I did have the. Did you beat it, Grandma? You know? I she did. did. She was like on fucking level 9010 or some shit by the time she quit playing the shit. Dang. I did have the. I was old enough to just catch the tail end of like. Mortal Kombat. Remember when Mortal Kombat was was Dude. a big fucking deal and all the parents were like, oh my god, you can't play that. That yeah. blows my mind because there's a four year gap from us and I'm old enough to remember the very beginning of Nintendo. Like, in my memory, like when Nintendo 1 came out, like I remember that. I remember seeing a news uh And it's just, just, a, about- just a four year gap and you're already into Sega. Yeah, it was Sega. Yeah. For sure. I remember seeing a news broadcast about uh Resident Evil. Like the original one, and how it was like too much for anybody Dude, to handle. When I discovered Resident Evil, I had already discovered drugs. The first time I played Resident Evil, I was on drugs <sighs> in middle school. Dude, I played I played Resident Evil as a little kid, and I was like, "This is fucking dumb." Dude, like, really? I was so frustrated because it was complicated. Like yeah. they hadn't quite figured out the controls yet. And you're dealing with like a third person character. Yeah, but every so- time you walk up the stairs and open the door, dude. You don't know what's on the other side. No, I was get, so I was a little kid. This yeah. this is just the the generational gap. This is a difference in age here. Uh, I was young, and honest to God, I'm not trying to do like a, I'm very badass fucking bullshit. I was like, I'm trying to like walk down the first hallway, and there's zombies attacking me, and I'm trying to shoot, but I don't know how to fucking aim. Yeah, dude, it's so and it hard. Was so complicated. I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. I couldn't make her yeah. do like 
I knew what I wanted to do, but I couldn't make the it's character It's like it gave it. you a camera angle of the room, and it's like if you wanted to come to you, you had to like move it to you, but it was so... But then it would switch. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, f- oh change direction, and then you got to aim, and, gaming went and through then they a, eat you. And it's gaming went terrifying. through a huge change like right at that time, because you get away from the just the one character running down the, the one tube of... Platformer, platformer, Mario linear platformer. Right, Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Yeah. Like the same. Oh, I went so hard into Sonic. Right. Sonic and fucking Vector Man. Like those are all platformers. And then the, the Crash Bandicoot. And then they started coming out. Joe Kazooie. They started coming out with figured out. I didn't games. have N sixty four. I had. Oh man, N sixty four was PlayStation. N sixty four was. I did play Goldeneye. Dope. Anytime I went somewhere where there was an N sixty four, I was like, "Yo, what's up with Goldeneye?" Because I know you got Goldeneye, and I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's sure. where Blitz was on uh, sixty four too. Oh, I love Blitz, dude. The fucking uh, the the Wave Runner one that oh, came yeah. with the it came with the sixty four so the Wave Runner and then the Mario's got really fucking Diddy Kong there. Racing. So I've I've told this story before I think on the podcast, but uh, I got Final Fantasy seven when it came out, right? Okay. And, for for people that I guess maybe don't know, uh, Final Fantasy seven is like the Citizen Kane of video games, right? Like. If you go back and play it now, you probably are going to think it's stupid. But if you were there when it hit and you saw it, this is a generational you're like, gap. This is me. this is the best the best game. This, this is, is the most like that gaming can do. This yeah. is a generational and it was huge. Gap it was three discs. You had to fucking in the middle of the game, you had to swap a disc out, and then you played another like entire game, and then it would stop again, and you had to swap another disc out. It was wild. Uh, so I had Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation One. Um, I, it may have come with, with the PlayStation. I could be lying there. I don't know. I, I, but I had it. I had the original version with the three disc set. And then I, I played it like I got like halfway through it and I didn't really know what the fuck. I didn't know how to do it that well. And I came back like two years later and I was like, I want to try this game again. So I go to, and this was before it, it, it seemed like it hit hard. You know, it wasn't really the, the iconic game that it is now. So I went to the mall and they had the fucking, you know, the big ass tables at the mall where they sell baseball cards and video games and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, Final Fantasy VII, I want that. And they were like, yeah, bro, we got it right here. And it was instead of the original one, which had a black trim on the side that said PlayStation, PlayStation on the side. Right. It was green. It said greatest hits. I bought it for $17. I bought Final Fantasy VII the second time. Right. And I go home and I play it. And that's when it really like sunk in and i was like holy shit this is this is you played it through this is the citizen kane of video games yeah uh this is one of the greatest games it's ever been so i beat it it was great whatever you know my fucking little brother ended up like breaking one of the discs or something like years later and so i was like as an adult i was like i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna you know get final fantasy 7 again because i got a playstation still yeah so i go to like one of those like you uh, not a GameStop, but kind of the same idea you go and you buy used video games you know and uh I was like, I want Final Fantasy VII. They were like, good luck. And I was like, you, d- you don't have it? And they were like, we can get it, but it's like $175. And I was like, okay, well, I have three copies, <laughs> and I, I'm only missing disc two on all of them, you know? Fuck. Like, I've, I've got disc one three times. I have disc three three times. I need disc two. That's it. And they were like, all right, $75, bucks, we will get you disc two. And I'm like, man, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck that in the nineties, dude. So the same thing that you had with video games, I've had in a couple different, like over the times, like a couple different eras. 
one of the first ones was when Disney started making video games, like the early fucking Lion Kings and Aladdin video Aladdin, games. Aladdin, dude, Aladdin it, hit hard it, on yeah, Sega. Dude. They changed it changed the game. Like it was a different outlook. Like what you see is what you get. It wasn't like a poor adaption to what you were hoping for. You know what I'm saying? It changed there. And then the next one, Xbox One, like the original Xbox, right? The big fucking Xbox. It was the Xbox. The yeah. Xbox. There, uh, it was uh, the very first Splinter Cell. And see, I was I was PlayStation, so we did Siphon Filter. And it and it changed it changed to everything. I played I was played Splinter Cell, and I had a similar reaction of when I got a hold of the Disney games. Right, like I was used to old box Mario, like OG Super or regular Nintendo Mario, you know. And then we get. We it just it, it changed there, and then and then like I said when Something's it burning. yeah it is when X, Xbox hit and it was fucking Splinter Cell it you had to hide the bodies like you kill the guy and then you had to hide the bodies or fucking all hell breaks loose on you um, that that was another one that that changed it for me uh, PlayStation had Metal Gear Solid which is kind of the same concept and then we we got even later like into PlayStation Three PlayStation Four and some of those Call of Duties just fucking slapped like dude after red. after after high school uh, I remember buying a PlayStation Two like right as I was going into high school I think it was literally the year between eighth and ninth grade that's, that's when two, I got PlayStation Two was a great and I and I too. saved up like mowing lawns or some fucking shit. And I was like, I wanna, I wanna buy a PlayStation Two. And my dad was like, Bro, you're about to go into high school. Like, GTA, you're, you're not gonna want PlayStation Two. And I was like, No, oh, I am yes, gonna want I PlayStation Two. Yeah. And and don't get it twisted. Like Grand Theft Auto Three, I played that when, oh, dude, I played uh, Vice City. You know, all that shit when it hit. Like, yeah. Uh, I played Grand Theft Auto Two honestly, but it was kind of hard because you had to. They had that top down view that was weird. Uh, but. I, I fell out of it. Like we played hard on PlayStation two during high school a little bit. And then I completely stopped playing and I didn't get back into it until like Xbox 360, call of duty. 4. Well, that's, and that's where it changed. That's another game changer, right? That's what I was talking about. When you get to PlayStation three, Xbox 360, there was more game changers because then you're getting into online play and mm-hmm. you're literally playing against people on the other side of the world. And when call of duty four hit yeah. modern warfare, the first modern warfare, I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a gamer again. Yep. Like, I'm back into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, dude, they're still out there. I don't know. The Last of Us is great. Uh, you know, uh, PlayStation 2 was where we experienced the first fucking Tiger Woods game. And it's also uh, some of the OG Tony Hawk shit was, was happening there. Oh, I hit I hit Tony Hawk pretty hard. And before even before Tony Hawk, there was, like, uh, Too Extreme. Do you remember Too Extreme? No. You, you like, race bikes. And then you, you could race bikes, skateboards, or... Something else and yeah, ninety shit. I don't know. It was kind of the same shit. Fucking ninety shit. Uh but then yeah, Cool Borders and Tony Hawk hit, and that shit took it to the next level. Dude, Tony Hawk was off the chain. What was it? Ten eighty on sixty four. Yeah, I remember that. I also played uh, like the the OG Warcraft Orcs and Humans. Oh, dude, Warcraft two was fucking. And then I got Warcraft two, and that shit was fucking wild. That was fucking. But, awesome, but when dude. I think way back, when I think like as far back as I can go, like the oldest gaming shit that I can remember, uh, we had a computer when I, dude, it must have been. They had the fucking shooter game where you were the fucking Western dude with the six shooter. You'd shoot all the people. Red, Red Dead? No, we're talking way before Red Dead. I mean, before fucking. No, Red Dead Revolver was old. Before. That was before Red Dead Redemption. I'm talking, no, I'm talking before Super Nintendo came out, like. Early ass computers. 
I want to go back before that. So it was we had McGee. it was something McGee. We had uh, it was an old ass Apple computer, and we had we had like Snake maybe or some uh, some other bullshit. But then eventually we got uh, a Microsoft computer with Windows ninety five, and we had uh, Mist, the original Mist. Yeah, some of those old Persian Prince and of Manhole. Did we have, we yeah, had Manhole. Manhole too. You, did you ever play Prince of Persia or or Doom or fucking? Uh, this Wolf, is your Einstein 3D. That's later. That's later. I'm I'm trying to go back as far as I can go back. Dude, no, Prince of Persia was early. I'm talking super early computers. Prince of Persia was like circa 1993, 92 maybe. Uh, yeah. I I mean I played Prince of Persia, but I played no, it on I played like PlayStation Prince of Persia like on an old fucking boxy ass fucking keyboard like Doom or, or Dune Dune. Yeah. Uh, Herbert uh, Frank Herbert the book Dune mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. Dune. They made a video game a computer game called Dune. Yep. And it was a, a real-time strategy, RTS. So you're like, you're dropping these spice miners and like the fucking worms will come up and eat the spice shit and you're trying to fight the uh, Ar- Arcadian. I don't even remember all the, the fucking tribes. but Oh, that's crazy. But like you're building a city and like fighting over the resources and shit. Uh, but the oldest shit, like if I go all the way back, I think Manhole, Manhole and Duke Nukem and... A little bit later, we got into like Redneck Rampage, which is like a Doom knockoff. Wolfenstein, which actually Duke Nukem was a, a Doom Duke knockoff Nukem too. Yeah. So where where I was with computer games is I started playing computer games like in NES times, like regular Nintendo times, and and they weren't shit. There was a couple of good ones, like I, one of the first ones was the one I was talking about, where it's a western and you come out and like try to shoot a bunch of people with a six shooter. You know, they would like pop out on top of like the saloon or whatever. Uh, and then, but then the consoles started making leaps and bounds. The consoles, the game started getting so good on the consoles that I was like, man, fuck the computer games. And then I never looked back. Like, so then computer games made full circle and like hit a point where they were superseding the console games. But I was a hater. I was like, no, fuck computer games because I was thinking computer games from back when. You know what I'm saying? And I stuck, and I stuck with the consoles and I never got into World of Warcraft or I had a buddy. That like basically destroyed his life for this game called Ultima Online. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. I've heard of it. I don't know. There was this game, and I'm talking early internet days, like when we were still like looking up fucking porn that took a day and a half to download. You know, he got. Uh, all- uh, what was the other one? EverQuest was. Oh, I remember hot. EverQuest. Yeah, but it never it never caught me. I was like, dude, this is like this is like boring fucking regular Nintendo shit. Like you're not caught up with the console. Like I it just didn't catch me. You know, at the time. And I didn't get into online play until we got to PlayStation 3, you know? So what was the fire? What entertained you back then if you didn't have video games? Oh, dude, I was an active kid. I was outdoors. I rollerbladed and fucking played sports and fucking... I spent my life outside. Are rollerblades still hot? Do people still rollerblade? Uh, It's happening again. So just like most things in the 90s, it's fucking making a comeback like right fucking now. My my kid just... Like I got him roller... I brought him rollerblades a while back, you know? And he was like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. And just in the last year, he's been like, now the rollerblades are in his room. And when he goes outside and goes rollerblading and shit. And That's cool. So it's making, a, it's making a comeback. But so is all the 90s shit, dude. If you haven't noticed, like a lot of the 90s shit is making comebacks lately, man. God, that's it's a because, sign that we're getting old. Though. Yeah, that's because it's the parents that are driving and dressing the kids and trying to steer their fucking shit, right? Yeah. And it's all the 90s kids that are doing that right and now. And those fucking mullets and like the stupid ass sunglasses that are like oh, reflective yeah, that go all the way across. The neon the- colors. I know. It's like a repeat burp of fucking <laughs> yeah. the 90s or something. <laughs> dude, seriously. The neon colors, the acid wash jeans. It's all fucking, it's right here, man. 
I'm down. That was a good. I don't know. It was a good time. At least rose colored glasses, right? Dude, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for fucking Jinkos to make a comeback, man. Fucking, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's put on some baggy. Well, ass like jeans. bell bottoms did, I guess. I'm tired of these tight ass pants. You know, Jinkos do the same thing. Fucking '90s kids. But I do think I, I'm excited for the fact that uh, video games have been destigmatized. Uh, but there's still a lot of space for. Kids need to get outside. They got to go outside, dude. And that's, you know, that's that's the glory of... I try to do that with my kids. I try to get them outside. Like, not so much in the summer because it sucks, but, like, especially when we get to the fall and the winter and the springtime, I'm like, let's go out to this fucking park and go hiking. And sometimes they complain, but dude, almost... Dude, fuck that. Kids don't want to hike. Dude, oh, so, okay. Dude, fuck when, that. It's fun. When Every I- time they go, they have fun. They want to try to complain <laughs> on the way there. Seriously. And then, like, we get there and they end up having a good time and they're like, okay, that was fun. You Dude, know? you guys could be like, Blake, you want to go hiking? I'm like, why the fuck would I want to go hiking? Like, is there a <laughs> is there an ice chest at the end? Are we going to jump off a waterfall? Like, give me that. Like, let's go jump off the waterfall. You, yeah, do, really, yeah. you do realize what the fuck we're about to do, like, tomorrow, right? Yeah, we're going to ride motorcycles and jump off of a fucking cliff. That'll be cool. At the river, we're, we're going to fucking walk and hike and fucking but the But the hike is not the fucking the, the allure there. <laughs> nah, but I could be like, hey, dude, you want to fucking drink a case of beer and go to the Grand Canyon? You'd be like, fuck yeah. But where I'm going is, like, even, even in my, like, as hard as I can game days... I I also had this whole other part of my life that was like, hey, me and all my friends are going to ride our bikes down to the fucking rope swing, you know, yeah. or we're going to go. There was a I, I grew up in this little ass town and they had a fire escape. It was an old ass building they built out of cinder blocks. And it was before they had AC when they built this building. They, it, they, they had AC when I was there, but they had to like knock out a cinder block and run duct through the fucking you know, yeah, literally yeah, yeah, yeah. where we're going tomorrow so that, is built out of cinder blocks and doesn't have air conditioning. So, so, and they had the gaps there and they had like the pads for the wood burning stoves, although they had taken those out. Like that was the school that I was in when I was over there in comfort. And, uh, dude, they had this fire escape from the second story that was like this, it was a slide that was like a water slide almost. It was a straight slide, but it was a water slide. Like yeah. it was huge scoop, you know? And it was so the kids could bail out of the top and slide down and get out in case there was a fire. Dude, I rode fucking bikes, scooters, rollerblades, fucking just run down it. Like, we we would ride our shit to there and just, like, that was an attraction on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. I used to go in the woods all the time, dude. Every day after school, I'd ride my bike to the woods and just walk around. Dude, it was so... It was so... Looking for shit or just doing whatever, It was so much different when I was a kid. Like, just so fucking much different. Like, it blows my mind how different... Dude, my kids... Like, I have to make them go outside for the most part, you know? And... Uh, what about building forts? I wasn't like that. Like my parents oh, had to, motherfucker. Did you ever you build a badass fort? Motherfucker. Dude, yeah. I built the most badass ass forts that you've <laughs> no, ever you even didn't. seen. Your fort's fucking pussy shit. <laughs> my dude, fuck fuck you, dude. I grew up in a in some like crazy places, <laughs> dude, man. That's like the, the my dad can beat up your dad. Like oh, everybody yeah. thinks they had the dopest. Bro, ass you don't fort. understand. I built the fort. I built a tree house in the top of a tree where I stole all the wood from a construction site where they were building in our neighborhood. Yeah, that's how you build a fort. Yeah, that's how we all build. But check this out this tree was off a fucking cliff so it wasn't even the height of the tree when you're in there you're looking like 100 feet down like it was there if you fucking climb down the tree and then climb down the cliff there's caves under there like it was that kind of fucking place there was fucking caves in there (laughs) 
We had the most badass ass fucking treehouse, and it was full of like fucking torn off sheets of Playboy magazines. I was about to say, there's porn in those. <laughs> yeah, <floors>. dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. But no, we there, Keith. You, uh, I didn't. And it was so uh, like, dude that that porn back in the day when you get the fucking dude, Playboy my- magazine, you'd hide it in your fort. It was such like what? Like it was, first of all, it was soft core as it comes. It's like as she, it comes. Like dude, she's. It's like side boob or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is the good shit. My dad wasn't even mad about the porn. Like, because we, we actually were like, this place is so cool. We got to bring our dad down here, you know? We brought him down there. He wasn't even mad about the porn. What he was mad about is that we had stolen, like, all of his tools. Like, his saw, his hand saws, his hammers, his nails. Like, all of his shit was, like, oh, dude. was, like down there. And then we had just, like, left it there. Like, we used it and then just, like, left it there, you know? And so everything was rusted and shit. Dude, Man. He, he wasn't mad about the porn. He got down there and he was like, you motherfuckers fucked up. My grandfather gave me these tools. He was pissed, dude. Pissed about the tools. He didn't give two <sighs> shits about the porn. But also, he gave us props. He was like, this is a badass tree fort. Y'all shouldn't be up here. This is sketchy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Duct tape, bro. Yeah. Duct tape. Oh dude, it was sketchy as fuck. And it was a tree that went off the side of a cliff. I swear to God, dude, it went off the side of a fucking cliff. And we built the fort, like, on the tree overhanging the cliff. It was wild. Like, if you fall out of the treehouse, like, we're going to have to call the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just leave him. You don't want to get in trouble, right? Yeah. I don't know. He went down there by himself, man. Nah, because if he survives, he's going to tell on you, dude. You got to be careful. You fucking got to walk the tell line. Tell his mom. You got to walk the line. He's going to be like, those motherfuckers left me down here when yeah. I fell. And we're going to be like, uh-uh, we weren't even there. And they're like, yeah, you were, you motherfucker. Do you remember Do you remember the first porn you ever found? Ooh. Let's go here. Let's do it. I remember finding, uh, just in the woods, like, uh, old, like, torn up magazines. But it was nothing good. It was, like, repulsive. I'm I was pretty like, sure, oh, my God, dude. I'm pretty sure a buddy of mine had, had like, a page torn out of, like, a Playboy or something. And was in like the first fort I built was actually in Round Rock, not the same one I've been talking about. It was like I was in like third grade, like I'm talking like third grade. And it was like we leaned like a piece of plywood or two pieces of plywood up against a tree and it made like a, a V like this. And that was the fort like yeah. in the middle of the green belt or whatever. And one of my buddies had like a torn out piece that like showed some boobs, you know? That yeah. I, so I, I grew up at a, I don't know, there, there was. My dad was like the caretaker of a place, you know, and there was a lot of fucking, so there was a shop and inside the shop, there was a lockers and inside one of the lockers, there was a Playboy centerfold. Yeah. And that was the first porn I ever I had. actually can envision exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been there. I remember that. I remember the shop, dude. We used to try to ride the skateboard right at the little entrance of the shop where it goes down into the gravel road. Yeah, and it had the gray. The lockers were gray. Mm-hmm. I know. I remember that shit. <laughs> oh, and then there was stacks of styrofoam. These giant styrofoam blocks they would use to float. To docks. float out there, yeah. Yeah, and uh, dude, they were just giant blocks. So we'd go out there and fuck that shit up, dude. That was we'd, you and Corey that fucked that up. We'd stack it and fucking <laughs> stick sticks in it, and like you know. And my dad used to get so pissed because we would like. Stop I think styrofoam is really expensive, you know. Yeah, and so. Every time y'all jump on it, like they would bring it out there and and like, yeah, they would stack it all nice and neat in like a pyramid. And then we'd go out there and just like poke a bunch of fuck it all up. (laughs) Uh, Good times. My favorite, my favorite thing about that place is the fucking tire swing where we twist each other up all the way in the tree and hope somebody didn't die. 
Oh, yeah. Dude, I was a little kid, and I climbed that motherfucker. It was like 35 feet to the top. That tire swing was gnarly, bro. You could twist that motherfucker up like Dude, 10 kids, feet off the ground. Kids are too goddamn soft these days, bro. That's what I'm saying. My kids I can't tell you how many times I fell that. out of that tire swing. Dude, I mean, going fast, too. Like, dizzy as fuck. Dude, no, that was oh, the game. Yeah. You're like, you'll get right, sick. You're it's your dizzy. turn on the tire swing. Yeah, you twist it up as far as it could go, and then somebody gets in, and you're like, you ready? <laughs> and you give them an extra push and let the motherfucker unravel, Whoa. and it's like, hang on as long as you can. And, and you keep your, your elbows bent, and you're held tight to the rope, and you're good. You're just spinning crazy fast. Yeah. But then it, like, because the rope is kinked up, so, it, like, the tire swing goes up sure. as you wind it. Yeah. And so it would drop a kink and like all of a sudden you would lose your your elbow block and then now <laughs> you're out here your arms are extended and you're just <laughs> oh swinging around God, dude. and it, dude it would throw you every time that was wild dude i remember also being a little shit and going to like the little shit house rodeos the small town rodeos you know and fucking they would do what's called mutton busting y'all know about mutton busting yeah on the sheep where they fucking tie little kids to sheep and make the sheep run across the <laughs> arena and the last kid hanging on fucking wins and all the other kids got trampled by sheep <laughs> it's fun get it yeah it's a good lesson right there dude so fucking i remember doing that when i was a little kid like every fucking summer i would do mutton busting like every summer it's like I don't know it was a rite of passage from like fucking four years old to like nine years old you know what i mean and fucking, so I became an adult and started having kids, and they became of age to fucking tie them to sheep, you know? And I took <laughs> them to the little shit house rodeos, and I'm like, hey, it's mutton busting. You should go get on that sheep. And they're like, oh, hell no. And I was like, man, come on. And I finally got one of my kids on the sheep. So I did this probably eight to ten times in my fucking childhood, you know? Yeah. And I never won. Like, I always just got trampled by sheep. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how it went for me, you know? And it took me like two years to convince my youngest kid to fucking do it. And I finally fucking got him. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to do it. Dude, my daughter was scared. She couldn't watch. She like covered her eyes, you know, but I, I tied her little brother to the sheep and fucking sent him on his way. <laughs> and then the fucker won. He won the whole damn shit. He hold on longer. Everybody else fell off and got trampled. He was just <laughs> hanging on. He was off to the side, like, fucking <laughs> dragging his head in the dirt, fucking hanging on like a motherfucker, dude. And he, he won the whole shit. And they like held him up and were like, he gets like a little belt buckle and fucking a popsicle. Or They're something. like, woo, you're the man. He's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude, I was just holding on. Shut in shock. Like, well, that was like, oh shit. Like, cut a little fucking. Bull riding protege here, like I'm gonna start sticking them on fucking horses and bulls. Like, let's do this. And he's like, "Oh hell no, I ain't never doing that again." Fuck that shit. That sheep wanted to fuck me up. He was trying to trample my ass. I just survived. I didn't win. I survived. And I was like, "No, man, you fucking killed it. Fucking do it again." He was like, "Nope, never again. Never was able to get him back on a fucking sheep." You know that shit still exists though. Like they still do that shit. Well, no, I watch it almost every year when we go to the little shit house rodeo. Maybe, I don't know. Dude, I think I grew up more country than I'm raising, like, my kids, you know? Yeah. For sure. I, oh, don't, yeah. I don't think. I, like, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's better or worse, though, right? Like, my daughter's going to experience more. She's going she's gonna to know more, but, like, worldly-wise, not, like, experience-wise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Dude, because when I was a little kid, like, I don't know. You didn't have to wear life jackets on boats. You didn't have to wear seat belts in cars. You didn't have to have a fucking boater's license. Like, can you drive a boat and fucking drive it? Yeah. You're 11? Okay. Dude, that was cool way back when. Dude, I, I will say, though, about about my youngest son that won the mutton busting. He, he is a little badass. I took him to, like, uh, first of all, he's a baseball star. But outside of that, I took him to this place here, like, close by. 
And it, it was a place we went there for baseball specifically, but they also have like multiple ice skating rinks and fucking hockey teams. And we watched a little bit of that shit. And he's been on me like, take me back. I want to fucking learn how to play hockey. And I'm like, you realize it's like football with fucking ice skates, right? Except it hurts when you hit the ground. Yeah, yeah. and sticks. It's football with fucking on ice skates with sticks, bro. And you can fight. <laughs> and you can fight. Dude, hockey is no bullshit. That is That shit is bro. rough. And, and on that one, he was like, I don't care. I'm down. Like, take me to do this shit. He's been on my ass for, like, weeks, bro. Fucking all, every other day. Hey, can you take me over there? I want to fucking, I want to go. I want to learn how to play hockey. And, uh, well, and that was me, man. That was me. I had the same shit. Like, I, I had, when I realized that hockey was badass, I was like, dude, I want to do badass shit. Let's go play hockey, you know? Yeah, we got into water sports. That was my... Yeah, you're like, lake, you're lake rat. I got into water sports, too, but that wasn't until later for me. But that was mostly, like, opportunity. You know, like I just, I didn't, I don't know, didn't grow up on the water as much per se. Tink. No, I grew up on the water. I didn't grow up with as many sports on the water. <laughs> I come from the water. We didn't have boats as much. We more like got drunk in the river. <laughs> Dude, we were poor, right? Poor white trash, but we had fucking boats, bro. Yeah. They were old broken boats, but they were boats. By the time we got boats, I was like pretty grown. But, and that's when I got into it. And I still, I have a stigma to this day. Like, I I cannot get to the end of the summer without getting up on a wakeboard. If I do, it dude, it fucks me up. I, the only thing I can attribute it to is hunters, right? Like if you're a hunter and you're you're let's say you're a deer hunter, right? And you get to the backside of deer season and you never went hunting, like it fucks you up. You know what I mean? If I get to the backside of summer and I didn't fucking get up on a wakeboard, it fucks me up. Like I just it's my rite of passage. It's what keeps me young. Like as long as I can do that, then I don't need to go to the doctor for this year, you know? Like, if- Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I can feel it. Uh, yeah. I, we grew up in the water, dude. Like, I learned how to ski. I, I don't remember learning how to swim. That's not something that I, I did. Yes, yeah. I, I just have done. Like, Yeah. Uh, I learned how to swim in the free. I remember, I remember learning how to wakeboard. I remember when that became a thing. Dude, that was hard for me. And I wasn't really, I wasn't really about that life. I did slalom skiing for a, for a while. I got really into slalom skiing and then I got too fat. <laughs> slalom skiing. That's hard fat. to get up slalom, but I'm still a drop a ski motherfucker. I learned to drop a ski pretty early in skiing. Uh, dude, I, when I was like 12 years old, I, I did sail camp for two years, 12, 11 and 12 maybe. So like learning to sail. That's fucking cool. And I envy you for that. Yeah, it is really cool. It was a cool experience. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever had any desire to do it since then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I definitely know. I. I. I've retained a little bit. It was a long time ago. It was yeah, a long fucking yeah. time ago. It's like taking violin but, lessons when you're a kid or something. But I like. I. I remember some of the knots. I like fundamentally. I know how the how it works. You know. Yeah. So I feel like I could pick it back up, but. I got to get back to Snoop Dogg here. Dude, I just want to beat the game and start getting on with these side quests, you know? Like, I want to do all the things. Like, I want I want to further, I want to go deeper into, like, scuba diving, because that's fucking fun and cool. Like, there's there's so, so, so many things that I just, like, I want to go figure out how to do it and do it, you know? It, just like, so sailing is a lot like, uh, like sports in that, like, there was one time, I was out there in a dinghy, so one of those little square foot, you know, square boats that's got one sail and a fucking boom yeah 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 yeah. and uh dude i capsized even turtled it so it was like going underwater and i had to like save it you know and it was part of the training like they made me 
flip it in such a way that it started doing that. Yeah, they but they do dude, they leave my ass thing. in the middle of Lake Travis, fucking twelve years old, and they're About like, "You drown. better figure this shit out." Like, and dude, I fucking like you. You scoop it up, and then you stand on the keel, and you grab it by the thing, and you flip it over, and you get the boat right. You know, yeah. And then you climb back in and fucking keep sailing. Man, dude, I and learned. That, I don't know. It, it was it was a character builder as a as a twelve year old. You yeah, know, like you have. You have fucking authority or something or you can do yeah. over the fucking wind. Yeah. Over, you know? Yeah. What's the biggest Great Lake? Okeechobee? No. Nope. Winnetoba? Nagasaki. That's Japan. Oh. Sakajuwea. No, yeah. There's, there's Lake Michigan, Lake Ontario, Lake Huron, Lake Erie, and. Uh, I think Erie's the big one. Lake right? Superior. No, Superior's the big one. You would think that would so make sense. by its name, but... Superior. I'm going to say that with conviction. It's definitely Lake Superior. Whatever the big one was, I learned how to... Uh, you know, the big motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. I learned, how to ki- I learned how to kayak there, and like the kayaks that you have to put on the wetsuit and the skirt, and then when you get in, you put the skirt over the rim of it, so you're like locked into the... And they, oh. they did the same thing with us. They made us go fucking go out into the lake, and it was like, was it cold? Yeah, it was super fucking cold. Yeah, because dude, the way I kayaked was not like that at all. Super, super fucking cold. And they made us capsize, or you turn upside down, and you had to like, there's a rip cord for your skirt that's tied into your kayak or whatever, and you have to like pull the rip cord to release your fucking skirt so that you can climb out of the fucking kayak. Yikes, bro! It is, dude. It's pretty sketchy when you go upside down. I mean, you're and you're stuck. Yeah, and you're stuck in this fucking kayak, dude. <laughs> so they they would teach you. They taught you how to bail if you're like super stuck, and then they taught you how to roll, like mm. so you could roll out of it. And I got to where I could turn upside down and then fucking crank it and turn right side back up. You know, yeah. And that's what they want you to be able to do if you turn over in the river. But yeah, similar, I don't know. I don't similar think, to sailing, they make you capsize. I don't think these arts are lost yet. I think they're definitely fading out, though. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's. Well, we're get we're getting to a we're getting to a to a uh what do you call it a, a, like a, a cultural gap, right? Like, but that's what I was saying. Maybe it's we're getting maybe to it's where these things only fucking only people who are of a certain privilege are getting to do these things now. Whereas it was a lot more free going. I mean, just think about just think about. We'll just talk about locally, right? Our our parks here, our Texas parks, right? Like Hamilton Pool. When I was a little kid, we could just like go to fucking Hamilton Pool. And, like, spend the day there, and it was awesome, you know? Bro, we were poor white trash, like, holes in the fucking trailer. But this like is... poor white trash. It didn't matter. We were, you could even... We were on the lake every day. You could even be like, poor white trash, but you could... Back in the day, you could just go to Hamilton Pool. Now, you get on a waiting list, and you can only go on the day that you get, and then you have to pay, like, 60 bucks. You know? Yeah. It's, like, it's different. And so there's, like, large fucking, like proportions of people that are not getting to experience these things you know and that kind of and that and it's maybe that's where it's getting lost maybe it's it's perspective like you're and and, and i'm projecting right like i'm raising my kids in this certain uh culture or dynamic or whatever and i was raised in a different one right so maybe it's just because like the the surroundings that uh, that i've established well humanity's choking it all out was part of it and the other part is we're corporatizing everything everything's becoming but that's what i'm getting at like they're still mutton busting you know what i'm saying you if, if you grew up in that culture yeah. you're still gonna raise your kids around that yeah and and i've austin just got big 
Like Austin's got a lot of people now. But and all the cool stuff that was within proximity to Austin is there's people living there now. That's so what I'm it's saying. It's hard to get in, but when, it's not like a, When I was little, my parents could wake up on Saturday and be like, fuck it, let's go to Hamilton Pool. And we could drive 40 minutes to Hamilton Pool and fucking spend the entire day at Hamilton Pool like it was no big deal just because we decided to that morning. You can't do that anymore. Like, that's not an option. Well, there's other places you can go now. That's yeah. not Hamilton yeah, Pool. Yeah, but they're all getting choked out, dude. Yeah. All I mean, that's how it goes when out. you have a bunch of people living in one area. That's like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And that's why it's different. It's all getting choked yeah. out. These things that that we took for, oh, I'm, me, I'll just speak for myself, that I took for granted when I was growing up that were easy access that I could do. Like, I can't even, like, I have to get on a fucking waiting list to take my kids to do it. And, like, if too many cow shit on the top, then we can't go. You know, like that's 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 where we're at, dude. I'll, I'll say this: so I grew up in a trailer next to Lake Travis, and when I say next to Lake Travis, I mean I could look out my window in my room and see Lake Travis. You could run and jump into the lake. Yeah, yeah. that's that's how close we were to Lake Travis, and it just it, it was ingrained in me, like it was a part of the way I was raised that like the lake is there for everybody. It didn't matter if you were rich, poor. I mean, I was out there sailing with kids that were like yacht club members, you know, yeah. or, or something. Like that, yeah. But if you go back there today, you're paying a fee. Yeah, if we can't, you can even we get can't in, even get in the water. Get in, yeah, <laughs> Do they charge you to get on the lake. They charge you to go there for damn sure. It depends. It depends on where you're trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can definitely still. There's. I don't know. Yes, they charge you to get on the lake for yeah. sure. I mean, even you either the, have to be a member at this at this club, or you have to like well, get you, a Texas Parks and shit. You know, pay or you at least got to pay the bitch ten bucks on the way in. Yeah, like, or that. That's. You know, that's what they're doing now. Like, we went to the lake, what, three, two weeks ago, and it was five bucks a person. Like, I pull up, and it's just five bucks a person yeah, back in the day just to go hang out at the lake, and you got to be out by nine. Back in the day, they used to charge by car, and it didn't matter. Like, to get through the gate, Back in the day, bucks, there was a drop and box, and it was a fucking honor system. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day, it was a drop box, and it was an honor system. There wasn't yeah. even nobody out there. Dude, let's talk about this. So, camping back in the day, you could, you could pay an entry fee... Right, and you get a car full of people in for ten bucks on your yeah. system, and it's legit. Put your ten bucks in the slot, you drive your car in, and then you can camp. Now, dude, even the places that I used to camp as a child, they're they're all like they're paved, and you're paying twenty. And there's bucks camping a day. spots with yeah. like a post that has a number. Yeah, dude, that's not that's not how it was back then. No, you know, it used to just be like drive in there and fucking throw down wherever. You I know could. there wasn't a spot. There's just dirt roads that went everywhere. Dude, and you if you got in early or in somewhere. off season, then you got one of the lucky places that had a picnic table and a fucking barbecue pit. You know, uh, is camping still cool? Do people still do that? Oh, or is I that do. Just fucking- I do. I do. And I'm gonna. You can bet your ass. Like I'll be. I'll be camping before we hit October. I'm going to I go at least that's kind of like wakeboarding that's another stigma I have like I go wakeboarding once a year and I take my family camping once a year. I used like, to go camping a lot and yeah. now I I don't do it near as much. We grew yeah. up doing it. Well, now now we go to like hotels. I'd like to I've been thinking about doing like a humping a humping hunting camping combo and some humping too that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Clapping those cheeks, bro. Yeah. Dude, if you could do the hunting camping combo with like just naked girls that bring you beers the whole time or something yeah. <laughs> what else? What else? We should market this. It's an experience. It's an experience. I used to go camping a lot too. I would like. I wouldn't even go to. I would just camp in our neighborhood. There was like woods in Lakeway, you know, that were not built on yet, and there's like nothing there. So I would just go take a tent out in the woods and sleep out there. Fuck it. That's you know cool. I mean? 
Yeah, I'd make little fires and shit because I didn't want to get caught by fucking people out there, you know? Dude, I, cool. I do try it. I drag my kids to go hiking and fucking go see different shit and like, and I take them camp, camping like once a year at least. I do try. I do try to get them out. I used to go to like Pace Bend and Mule Shoe and all that shit. Yeah, they all suck now. Dude, I'd love I don't to- even want to go. It's just going to make me like sad, dude, you know? I would love to take my kids to Big Bend. I camped out in uh, Pace Bend. Five years ago, I went and did like a, a solo camping out there, and it wasn't like too terribly bad. It changed, but it wasn't like I could get in. I drove up there that night and got in and camped out and left in the morning. It wasn't like a wait in line bullshit thing, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I guess everything gets corrupted over time eventually. I, I remember going to like Luke and Bach as a little kid, and when I was a little kid, it was a dirt fucking parking lot, you know, and you park your car in front of the bar and you go in and you, the parents would drink and we'd go like throw washers or, or listen to people play music or yeah. Fucking you walk across the log and go like smoke weed in the woods. If you're a little bit older, you know? Yeah. And dude, now you go to Lukenbach. It's like, they have like this giant parking lot that's roped off and you have to like drive to a spot and they show you where to park, you know? And like the bar is closed down. Now it's just like a, there's one bar and you have to wait in line to get like go through it. And it's like a museum almost, like a Lukenbach museum. Oh, and you get to the man. front and they sell you a beer, you know, for like twelve bucks or something. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, it fucking but sucks. Like, yeah. Like it might as well be a fucking like guy in a in a Willie Nelson outfit with a big ass head. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it, it's like that now. It's oh, fucking wow. dumb. We used to, when I was a little kid, because uh, we, again, we lived in comfort, so we were only like 30 minutes away from Lukenbach. Uh, the game that we would play was, was you go and uh, the, people would flick bottle caps out into the parking lot. And so whatever, like different bottle caps were more, uh, there were more of them. Mm-hmm. And then some of like, like you could find Bud Light bottle caps all day, you yeah, know? Yeah. But every once in a while you'd find like a Lone Star bottle cap and that was a red Lone Star bottle cap was better than a blue fucking Bud Light bottle cap. Yeah, yeah. But then every once in a while, even further, there was like, I don't even know what it was, but it was a black, it was a black bottle cap that had a star on it. And they, they weren't, there wasn't that many. And so we would like run around in the parking lot at Lukenbach trying to find them like the most uh, rare bottle caps. And then we would trade them. We had like an economy, you know? Dude. You could, dude, you could trade them for fucking pogs or <laughs> whatever. That's so awesome. <laughs> Dude, I remember uh, being like elementary school little shits and stealing the, we called them chromies off the cars. It's the, the air valve caps, but like the rich people would put like the metal ones on, you know, <laughs> or the, or like the douchebags would put like the eight ball, yeah, you know, or the dice. Yeah. And, and like fucking, we'd run On the valve stem? Yeah. 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 We'd run around and steal the chromies off the cars and fucking deck our bikes out with fucking eight, eight <laughs> balls and dice and shit. <laughs> And trade them for Pogs, obviously. Yeah. This was before. This was pre-Pokemon cards. Dude, you had to be a real little shit, because I was a little shit. I'm talking like third, fourth grade we were doing that. So the, you had to be like kinder first. Damn. <laughs> Cheers. But this is why you're into Pokemon, and I never was. It's a generational gap. Well, I'm the same generation as Blake, and I never got into Pokemon. Yeah, but you're kind of a weird dude. What are you trying to say, man? <laughs> <laughs> I said it, I think. I guess I'd be uh, even more weird if I wasn't. All right, guys. The Whiskey and Whiskers website is up. It's whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com. From there, you can find links to all of our social media, no matter where. Uh, wait. You choose to listen, including <laughs> Instagram, Spotify, <laughs> Facebook, <YouTube>. Twitter. 
<laughs> all iTunes, of, Google Play, all, all your favorite podcasts. Bullshit. Yahoo. Ask Jeeves. Yeah, dude, for real. AOL. Dude, f- <laughs> fuck all the bullshit. Let's get to the important things. Go to our website and click on the bad motherfucker link and contribute to our Patreon because, God damn it, this whiskey's getting expensive. I know it's hurting Blake's pocketbook. Fucking, you got Y'all got to help us out. For seriously. Buy dude, one dollar a month. You don't have one dollar a month. You yeah. broke motherfucker. For, it only takes forty of you, and, and then like you buy one bottle a fucking month. That's the least you can do. You're listening to our bomb ass content for like all the other three weeks that we're sponsoring the shit. Fuck you. Go and click the link. Fucking contribute. And while you're there, check out the That's Not Canon Network. There's fucking lots of good podcasts there. Even if you're into girly ass shit like Murder Rape Channel or whatever, they got that shit there. Fucking go listen, man. It's good times. Anyways, we got new content all the time, new episodes every week. We'll see you next Monday.